Hey, it's Aaron. And I'm Sarah. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. We're back, friends. And this is episode 75. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's our jingle now. Yes. Um, yeah, it's 75. We're 75 episodes old. It's Which isn't that old in podcasting, I guess, but it's kind of old. No, I we're just old. No, we're not old. We're young and spry, hip and spry. <laughs> yes, young and yeah, spry. Exactly. It's a great, great way to start the seventy fifth episode. I think um, so. Yeah, and so. and you know what? It's very fitting because the the episode kind of features a. I was going to say patriotic, but don't don't get it mistaken. It's not like an independent celebration or anything, but like it's a it's a it's a patriotic place that we're going to talk about. So oh, that's going to be interesting. Okay, yes. So we're just diving right in. We don't have to. We can. I mean, we can banter. About, <laughs> we can banter for a few minutes. Who wants to hear the banter? No one wants to hear the. Banter. No, I, I think mean, they I do. Feel like some people like the banter. <laughs> I think they do. Well, thank you to the. Um, I'm going to call them Patreons, but they're not. Uh, I listen to too many podcasts, clearly. Um, thank you to Bobby and Alexa for donating to the Buy Me a Coffee by buying us some slices. It was very nice. Thank well, you very much. I know. Totally appreciated. Um, very much appreciated. You have no idea. It's definitely being, you know, saved in the bank. Actually, I used part of it to expedite some shipping on these stickers that we ordered because they got back ordered and then they got printed and then they were sitting in the printing waiting to be shipped and so i was like let me buy this extra shipping situation Mm. to get them shipped out faster i guess i don't know it's probably a scam but i don't really care (laughs) it doesn't matter they're telling me they're gonna come next week instead of four weeks from now so you know i'm cool with that so anyway so the friends that um Buy us slices. We're going to get you those uh, stickers out and I'm going to make some postcards too. I'm very excited. Yes, postcards. Spooky postcards. Um, I love it. They're not going to be like gruesome, but they're going to be cool. I'm excited about it. But anyway, Me too. so let's get into this like quasi patriotic situation. Well, this is a story that comes to us from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Which has a lot of spooky places. The Philadelphia area is really good for spooky things. Mm -hmm. So, this is uh, about the many ghosts of Fort Mifflin. Oh, you don't have any. No, I know. And I love this because I knew nothing about Fort Mifflin. But Fort Mifflin is. It's in Philadelphia? Yes, it's in the Philadelphia area. It sounds weird saying Philadelphia instead of Philly. Oh. It's very odd. But no, still. No, I mean, for me to say it. But anyway. So um, I got a lot of this information off of a site called Weird Pennsylvania, which is appropriate. I'm okay with that. Yes. And ghostresearch.com. But um, yeah, Philadelphia is a spooky place. And um, I think any site that is that, that had battles, I think, is definitely a spooky place. Oh, for sure. Because there's all those dead people. And it was, yeah. like, very traumatic. Yeah. So, and, you know, I love historical towns. I'm down for that. Like St. Augustine's. Mm-hmm. I'm about that. I love all historical towns. They're quaint, they're homey, but I also love that they're spooky. So mm-hmm. Fort Mifflin, in case you're not aware, sits at the junction of the, and you pronounce this, Schoolkill. I know Schoolkill. I've been there. 
And Delaware, is that how you pronounce? Yes, it? it's spelled like shy kill, but it's actually school kill is how you pr- is how you pronounce it. Yes, I have oh. a friend who lives near school kill, so yes. Hmm. Um, so it sits at the junction of the school kill and Delaware rivers near the Philadelphia International Airport. So here's a bit of a history lesson. It has the distinction of being the fort called or the fort that protected America. It was built in 1772. It protected Philadelphia against attacks from the British Navy. And ironically, the British actually built the fort that they then destroyed <laughs> in 1777. I love that. With a devastating barrage of cannonballs, which I'm going to get into. They destroyed nearly three-fourths of the garrison in this attack. So um, in 1777, during the revolution, there was a five-week battle that took place. The British surrounded the garrison that was holding about 400 soldiers. Um, the British shot over 10,000 cannonballs at the fort. I cannot imagine what that felt and sounded like. That's so many. It's 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 terrible. That's so many. It's terrible. What is the normal amount? I don't know, but like they just pummeled this place. So there are thousands of cannonballs hitting the structure from all sides. Um, over 150 lives were lost. And the people who lived evacuated, of course. This is a quote from what Thomas Paine the famous writer Thomas Paine, what he wrote, he wrote Common Sense in case. Sorry you... about the thumping you just heard. That's the cat yeah, needing to be moved because he's a nightmare. Yeah, he's very cute, but he is kind of annoying. Sorry. So Thomas Paine said this about the battle. This is a direct quote because I have no ability to paraphrase things from revolutionary writers. <laughs> the garrison was scarcely anything to cover them, but their bravery survived in the midst of the mud shots and shells and were obliged to give up more to the powers of time and gunpowder than to military superiority this and then i also took this as directly from the article i was looking at this allowed general washington and the continental army to repair to to repair to their winter quarters at a place called valley forge too late in the season for british general howe to chase them the garrison at fort mifflin thus extended the war and allowed the american army time to regroup until the spring of 1778 that's why this place is so um, you know, revered, I guess. Um, the fort was then rebuilt 20 years later and it served as a garrison in the war of 1812 and as a prison during the civil war. Here's where some spookiness comes in. It has become a popular tourist attraction, much like other places such as like East state penitentiary. Yeah. There are reenactments there, which I love a reenactment. The feature actors in historical dress and visitors have reported sightings of paranormal activity. Of course they have. So one of these specters is called the Lamplighter. Yes, I love that. Aptly named this because, and he makes an appearance on the second floor balcony. He was the guy who always lit the oil lamps in the evenings. He appears pale and it's difficult to make out his full features and body, but you can clearly see he's carrying a long pole with a dimly lit flickering light on the end. I love that. Love that. That's a good one. Also, I think that's a superhero. Lamplighter, or no? Isn't that the lantern or Green Lantern? No, that's Green Lantern. No, no, no. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of some. I'm thinking of something that's not that, but is that? Was it a spoof of something at some point? I don't know. It sounds like it could be. Anyway, well, at the spot where the most lives were lost in 1777, people report an uneasy feeling of not being welcome. Yeah, such as tightness on their chest. The British lined up their cannibals at the door of the fort. That's more than feeling unwelcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they lined up the cannonballs literally at the door of the fort. I mean, no. like, they're, like, right there. There's someone's wow. head, you know, and proceeded to blast their way through, resulting in hundreds of lives being lost, as I said. The visions that are reported are often faint outlines of forms, but 
don't dismiss this as overactive imagination. And this is what's going to make you a little uncomfortable if you no. feel like me. So I was watching a mini uh, documentary about the fort in which a paranormal investigation team came in and they were taking pictures near the doorway where the attack happened. And they were talking about how sometimes apparitions will appear on camera that we don't see with the naked eye. And he talked about when foggy like mist appears in a photo where it's a heavy area of energy where an apparition is like about to form. Um, you probably don't like where I'm going with this. Um, and he said something that affirms my belief that this energy or ghost is always all around us. And at any time could be on the cusp of forming into an apparition. No. But we just don't pick them up with our naked eyes. Kind of like in the sixth sense where the kid says, I see dead people. They're all around. They're everywhere. They're always around. We just don't see them. That's my belief. I don't like that because now I feel well, like yeah. I'm being watched. Well, yeah. And, you know, while I was researching this at night. I waved to no one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or did you wave to no one? Anyway, that's spooky, but I, I believe that. Um, I can coexist with that information, but it's also white night. I have to have a certain amount of light in my room so that I can tell the difference between what I think could be ghosts and just outlines of, you know, regular things in my room. Um, regular things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you. But back to the ghosts at the fort. This would be a really cool place to go, I have to say, because I... I love a historical haunting. In 1864, the jail section of the fort housed hundreds of Confederate prisoners of war. And there was a special section for Union deserters. There was a prison. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. There was a prisoner there named William Howe or Billy Howe, who was, the, who was the only soldier hung at the fort. He was one of over 200. I can't believe this number. One of over 200,000 Union soldiers accused of deserting. Billy Howe appears as a faceless man. I don't like that at all. In 1864, Howe was held in the jail for killing his superior and deserting. Howe's ghost is pretty easy to see, except his face is in the shadows, which could be indicative of the fact that deserters would have their heads tied up in black bags before their hanging sentences were carried out, kind of like as a, this is your mark of shame kind of thing. Mm. Mm -mm. Yeah, I know. I don't mm -mm. like. I don't like it. Either. I don't like any of that. That sounds horrifying. Yes. So paranormal investigators have reported that while visiting the bunker where Howe was in prison, there's a feeling of heaviness. Probably not coincidentally, it feels as if there's a noose around the neck. No. This why? is. I don't know. This is weird, but it's sometimes they report a strong smell of aftershave, and I go, "Well, is it? Could it just be someone in the group? I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> smell of aftershave. I mean, are, were prisoners wearing aftershave? I don't know." I need to I smell. Don't I, I need to smell good before my hanging. I don't. I don't know why. Maybe that. No. I mean that kind of lines up that they might allow them to do that. Why not? You know, go out no. and spiffy. Okay. I mean, whatever. Well, when investigators have tried to speak to the ghost of Billy Howe, there have been reports of them hearing a voice telling them to get out. Um, of course, at the spot where Howe was hanged, it was reported that there was an extreme change in temperature, like a thirty-degree difference in temperature. Um. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Yes. So the reports of paranormal activity at the fort seem to have this in common, just a pervasive feeling of uneasiness and terror, despite no really concrete apparitions. But again, I think it comes down to how it kind of can be in the eye of the beholder. So just, again, those who are sensitive to the spirit world, they have a feeling, but they might not be able to give it a tangible thing. Yeah. Um, so reenactors who have spent the night there report seeing... Black pajama-like shadows. I don't like that either. I don't know what that description is. I, like, I took that as a direct quote. They were so scared that they fired blanks from their period piece weapons at them. <laughs> That's not good. 
No. I don't like that at all. Not at all. Not at all. Well, I remember when your parents would tell you, like, it's just your eyes playing tricks on you, which I'm like, bullshit. Um, I think parents are required to say that, but... I think they do that to keep you from getting too scared. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just... It feels like a survival thing of, like, you don't want your Maybe those shadows that we used to see that were our eyes playing tricks on us, maybe they're actually real. I don't know. Maybe they're unformed apparitions of ghosts that are about to, like, about to emerge. Maybe. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Mom and Dad, for... Gus, what are you doing over there? Yeah. He's just digging away over there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, there were also reports of jiggling doorknobs. This mm-hmm. one's funny. A figure peeing from an unoccupied room. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. And a hissing shadowy figure. I don't like hissing. Hissing like a snake or hissing mm, like I steam? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Not all the ghosts are trying to scare people, though, at the fort. One reenactor said when he was picking up trash at the end of the night, he heard a kind voice say, thank you. <laughs> So that must be an environmentally conscious ghost. That's just a ghost that's like really polite. Yeah. Yeah. Like has the best manners. Yeah. So members of paranormal investigative teams report that they see ghosts just casually milling about at the fort, like soldiers with their guns cocked at the visitors, you know, that come to the fort. One ghost was heard yelling fire in the hole. (laughs) And I'm like, that might've been Forrest Gump playing in the background. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but, um, You're tickled with that reference. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. I do. And around the perimeter of the fort where corpses would be dumped, paranormal investigators report smelling rotting flesh. Another thing that I think is probably common at the site of mass death. You know, I'm sure it is. Um, the most prominent ghost of Fort Mifflin is my favorite, the Screaming Lady. Yes. I think this one really would scare the pants off of me. Um, she's never been seen, but apparently she is extremely loud. And she, she's never been yeah. seen, but she just screams. Yes. She can be heard wailing loudly from the old officer's quarters. This lady was named Elizabeth Pratt. She was a neighbor to the fort. It's believed she is crying because she disowned her daughter for taking up with a, with a soldier. And she kicked her daughter out. And then her daughter died of dysentery, like, not too long after that. So Elizabeth's ghost is thought to be expressing her guilt over disowning her daughter. Um, only then to have her die in such an awful way. And then Elizabeth was was said to have committed suicide over her Whoa. over her grief. Yeah. Elizabeth That's intense. Yes. Elizabeth's wailing isn't the only thing that can be heard at the fort. Near the blacksmith shop, you can hear the clanging of the hammer against the anvil, but then it will stop as soon as people start to peer into the empty room. I don't like that either. Mm-mm. I don't like inexplicable sounds. I've talked about this. It really it mm. bothers me as much as a vision. I it just really bothers me. Um I've watched footage of the screaming sound of Elizabeth Pratt, and it and and it was terrifying. One of those ghost episode shows. I don't, I don't remember which one it was, but I mean the noise. It's scary enough to hear it, let alone to see it. That's terrifying. I don't. She just envisioned being in the complete blackness, and all of a sudden, just ah, right in your ear. I I'd pee my know. pants. I I, I would I would die. I think I would have a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, I. So anyways, um, you can tour Fort Mifflin, of course, during the Halloween season, um, just like you can tour the granddaddy of all spooky, pl- spooky places in the Pennsylvania area, East State Penitentiary. Yeah. Um, I think Fort Mifflin would be cool even just to go during the day just to look at it, because I, I just, I love, like I said, all that historical stuff. And I, I like lo- a fort. I like a fort, too. Yeah. I'd love to, like, as a kid, I would have, like, gone crazy to be able to go to a fort and, like, play in it. That would have yeah. been so cool, but... 
we didn't really do stuff like that. I don't know if we knew those things existed. My dad always wanted to take me, but See, when I was a kid, I didn't think it was cool. I I don't know that I would have either, but I I don't know. Mm. It it seems like it'd be a fun a fun thing to do. Mm. I don't think I'd go myself though. I really I don't really like by yourself. No, I don't think I would. I too scared. I think I need yeah. I think I need the moral support. I I talk much braver than I actually am. <laughs> I don't think I would go myself, and I definitely wouldn't stay the night. I don't even think I'd stay the night with other people. I don't know. I don't know. It depends. Maybe- I would definitely go in the daytime by myself, but I would never go. Yeah. By myself at night. Well, I mean, I went to Lizzie Borden by myself yeah. during the day, but they I wouldn't. Were with a group of I people was with too. a group of people and I would never have stayed myself. I would have had yeah. to have somebody in, in one of those rooms with me, but I just, I think this place is, is really cool. And if you Google it and, and you look it up, it is just re- a really cool place just to kind of look at and, and see what it's like. Cool. And how cool would it be to have a job as a reenactor? I would love that. I would hate that. Really? Why? I just think that is so... Ugh, no. Well, no. It's what? Nerdy? Nerdy Nerdy isn't the right word. Okay? <laughs> I mean... Listen, no judgment. I'm not saying it like... I think people who do it are lame or something. Do what you want to do, man. Like, you know, live your life. I love it for you as long as it's, you know, not hurting anyone and, uh, you know, fully everyone being on board. So reenactors, go for it. For, but for me, hell no. And now there will be an email about how you have offended the <laughs> reenactor sure community. offended somebody. And I didn't mean to, is all I'm saying. It doesn't make it right if i did offend well, you but I, I don't think i offended anybody when i get a job as a reenactor you're just gonna have to accept it i mean what are you gonna be reenacting i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> lizzie warden i don't they don't do that there though if they did I'll t- that would be horrific oh my god if they ever do though i'm totally applying Aaron. <laughs> Yeah. No. I'm thinking of getting like some kind of volunteer gig up there for the summer or something though. I, oh my God. That'd be cool. I, I want to be in that house. I want to be in the house Why so not much. Get a job up there. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah. deep, that's today's episode. Deep, deep thoughts just happened there. Yeah. You, you, the pause was us deeply thinking. <laughs> <laughs> the pause was also like the weather yeah. is making me very like slow because it's like very fall now. It went Overcast from um, it went, chilly. Yeah, it went from summer to fall today in yeah, like an today. hour. I was <laughs> I, I was laying out today. It's like summer here. I was like sitting outside, like getting tan. Now I'm like, I think there's a tornado following me because yeah. I'm like driving over here. It was scary. Yeah. But anyway, friends, um, if you want to support the pod, please support the pod. We'll send you a free sticker and a postcard. You got to go to the Buy Me a Coffee page. Situation, friends. Follow us on all the socials, also linked in the show notes. And, um, you know, maybe tell your friends about us, friends, because, like, we're kind of cool. And all we really care about is if you... uh, Stay spooky! uh, Bye!